everybody. Your natural dog here with Angela Ardolino. My guest today, Janine Ling from Project Suds, which is an all-natural company that she created for products for our dog skin. She has created unbelievable products. She is such a passionate person who's been working in the animal industry for all of her life, has her own store. Um, And we're going to be talking a lot about apple cider vinegar and how it helps our pets. So stay tuned. And we're back with your natural dog with Angela Ardolino and my very special guest, Janine Ling of Project Suds. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. I've been wanting to have you on my podcast since your Ken Kind days. So I'm ha- so excited to have you because I'd have been like, oh, well, now I have to have her again because she's got Project Suds. So yeah. I'm glad it all worked out in the end. But thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Those of, uh, of you don't know, she was uh, one of the founders of KenKind with your brother, right? Yep. And um, you guys kind of decided to go different directions and you've now started Project Suds, which yep. I love your products. And I also love how you concentrate on the magic of apple cider vinegar. I have a, um, somewhere, a toolkit blog that someone was like, what's in your toolkit? And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And of apple cider vinegar and full spectrum hemp and silver hydrosol are like my... Right? They're they're the go-tos, yeah. Sometimes I'll do all three. (laughs) Yeah, that was really cool when I saw how you incorporated that. That was really, really awesome. Um, But tell me, I now have just read your bio and learned more about you, and I'm like, of course she's that cool. Tell our listeners, how the heck did you end up where you are now? Because I think it's a great inspirational story. I hope that young people are listening to it and going, hmm, yeah. If you are a young person, or let's say you're a person who has a young person and they have an affinity to animals and want to work with animals, there are so many ways that you could really not only make an incredible living, but really help so many animals. My story, your story. So tell us your story and how you ended up where you are because you are literally making change. You are literally creating products that we need, that our pets need. To me, I created, introduced CBD dog health. So I brought, you know, introduced full spectrum and the power to full spectrum to someone. You are doing it with products, with the natural things that have existed forever and that nobody in the marketplace was offering us. So how does that person, where does that person come from? Uh, well, this, uh, the starting of, uh, well, actually starting of Kid and Kind was really because of my dog, just like everybody else, right? You have a problem that you want to fix. But the main thing was I own a pet store for the last 18 years and we always focused on dog nutrition. You know, I always think it always goes back to nutrition. What's the name of your store? Uh, Animal Crackers. It's in New Jersey. Yeah, been a business for 18 years. I think we've been to your store, haven't we? Oh, really? That's so funny. I recognize Animal Crackers. Yeah, we we started 18 years ago. And it's funny because the industry, when I started, was uh, all about live animals. We, you know, we sold like hand-fed birds and guinea pigs. I loved it, you know, just introducing kids to to animals. The industry has grown so much over the years. Um, We're definitely really focused now on uh, dog and cat and animal nutrition. But the major problem for my entire career has always been 
dogs with uh, allergies, right? Um, it was always food. We always just go to food, go to food. And then when the dogs had my mental allergies, we never really had an answer. There was some stuff on the market. Nothing actually worked. I didn't really pay too much attention to it because I always just thought it was just hands down. It's always going to be nutrition. And then uh, I get a pit bull, a little rescue pit bull. And put her on a raw diet. She's on exotic proteins, got rid of beef, chicken, anything she could be allergic to. Still terrible, terrible skin. Um, And I started just buying everything. You know, I have access to pretty much any product in the market. Bought everything there is. Absolutely nothing worked. Made her skin worse. The vet wanted to put her on steroids. I was like, it's a six-month-old puppy. She's not going on steroids. Uh, She's not going to go on, like, some medication for the rest of her life. It's not happening. So I started doing some research about, you know, the uh, skin health and what can I do. And I started developing my own products. And it was just, it, it was just sad. I'm like, how am I in the industry? Like, if I can't find something that's going to help my dog, how is anyone else going to do it? And I started developing products from there. Well, I'm glad you did because literally I yell in my house all the time. What, do I have to invent everything around here? <laughs> well, so I don't know if you know my story. I bought a groom shop and it was just a groom shop. And I knew nothing about a groom shop, but I went in and I just like worked as the bather, assisted the groomers. And I would come home and the skin on my arms from bathing dogs was coming off on me. I wasn't so, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I was having flare-ups all the time. I'm like, I've got to get these chemicals yeah. out. So you're talking about, you know, uh, nutrition and you're right, but the environment what is in these products, what's in their toys. So I ended up having my shop. I made most of it, half of it retail grooming. We only use natural products in the shop. And even the things that we sell to put on your dogs or that the dogs play with or interact with are non-toxic. Yeah. Because pit bulls come in bloody bloody. It's crazy because you start thinking about everything your dog touches, your dog does, like every, like, cleaning product in my house. I no longer use dryer sheets. I'm like my dog lays in my bed. Uh, right? Smells like vinegar in my house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apple cider vinegar. Yeah, That's everything. what it smells like. It's like everything changed because my dog, and it's funny because everything like, that's relevant uh, with the dog is relevant to us. You know, it's the same thing. The dog absorbs things. The canary in the coal mine. Yeah. So it's, it's just so important that I preach it all the time. It's so funny because I'm just like, stop using dryer sheets. Don't use those chemicals. Don't use air fresheners. These are all horrible. They are. They are They're horrible. They're horrible for us too, you know? But they like, are. And the, the shit we put on our lawns to make them yeah. green and not have weeds. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous. Or the pesticides. I have chickens, so same thing. Everything outside, same thing. Janine, I'm like, pretty sure we're it. best friends and we didn't know it. <laughs> um, because it's the same. It was the same thing. Same thing. Okay, so you just start developing your first products. And what is the first product you develop? Well, first of all, did you do what I did? Well, you just said, we own stores, so we literally can get access wholesale to anything. And I don't know about you, I could not. The reason that I have a full-spectrum hemp line of products is because I could not find one. I could not find something that was safe for pets. It's crazy, right? It's like, we, you know, it's such a big industry and we have access to so much. And you're like, you can't find this. Like, it's, it seems so simple. It's what like, do you think that be. because most people in the pet industry are just out to make a profit? Yeah, probably. Like, you know what? The, as the industry grows, we've 
we've grown so much, but at the same time, because of that, you, you see big corporations also getting involved. And once they get involved, it's never good, you know, and you see like a lot of things turning to, to garbage. It's unfortunate because it's like, you know, we need independent stores, like, you know, right, you're giving the education, we're vetting the products, we're keeping up on who got bought, who changed something, you know, what's happening in the industry, because the average person, you're not keeping up on, you know, what's going on and what's changing and right. what they're doing. And they bank on that. Yeah, they do. Oh, big time. You know, they're buying it, you know, trying not to let anyone know. And in case you're listening and you have not heard me say this already, your favorite raw food brands are being bought up. And I've said this several times, but all the uh, full spectrum product companies that started when I did have all been bought. Yeah. So it's constantly happening. It, it is. But like I said, we need the independent stores. We need the people to educate, you know, and to keep up on this because, like, it, it, you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. You just, you, they just keep the same label. You keep going on as everything's normal, but it's not, you right. know. But it's, it's a twofold with the industry because it definitely has grown. I remember, you know, starting, we didn't have any grain-free diets. Evo was the first grain-free diet that ever came out, you know, and the evolution from that to where we are now is just, you know, it's amazing. You know, you can find anything, but it's unfortunate that it is taken over by large corporations. So the first product you created was what? Oh, the uh, uh, the hotspot stick for Mishka. That was just a just straight uh, stick that I put on her directly on her skin to help her allergies. And then I started looking into the shampoos, starting to realize like how bad they were. You know, all these chemicals that they use, it's like a dish soap that they're using and it's just stripping the dog's natural oils, making their skin worse, drying it out, uh, exposing them to worse things. So that was my second thing. Like, oh my God, we got to fix this too. Those of you that are, you know, the all naturals that are listening and those of you that turn around and read the ingredients in the dog food like you're supposed to, to see if you can pronounce everything, the same thing happens with the personal care products for the dogs. All of those things, look at those ingredients. If you can't pronounce them, you don't know what they are, don't use that product because most likely it is a toxic ingredient that is going to harm instead of help your dog with whatever it is. If it's got fragrance, fragrance represents like what, like 100,000 different chemicals that are allowed to go under fragrance. Fragrance is one of the worst things you can do to your dog, whether it's spraying on them or washing yeah. them with it, or it's coming out of a plug-in in the wall or you're spraying some poison on their Febreze shit on their bed. All of that is toxic overload. All of those things are linked to cancer and get a lot of those bad chemicals together. And you're for sure you've overloaded your poor dog. And some yeah. dogs are more um, susceptible. Pit bulls are definitely one of them. Bulldogs, definitely one yeah. of them. The bully breeds, they have worst problems. So how did you, from your research, you put certain ingredients together and put it on and yeah, so it worked. Yeah, just, it, it worked, right? That was like the best thing. It worked. My dog's skin cleared up. She looked fantastic. You know, she goes from this, this patchy pit bull that had just bleeding scabs everywhere. It's like this perfect little thing. I see um, that all the time. I've helped more pit bulls with the little scabbies all over them. Um, if you're listening, I'm telling you it is uh, putting a product like yours on it, giving them a full spectrum hip extract eternally, you've done, you're done. Yeah. You've got it. You've taken care of it. Now, of course, yeah. you got to make sure you got the right diet. Yeah. They're super sensitive. I always say cool proteins for those pities because they are yep. so sensitive. You look at them wrong and bumps pop up. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, what did you do? You ate something in the backyard. Exactly. Exactly. So then where'd you go from there? You were like, okay, well, I'm on to something and I couldn't find this product anymore anywhere else. 
Yeah, so I started it just with my dog. And then uh, my brother, he's been in corporate law. He really wanted to do, get out of corporate law. And he saw the products. He's like, oh, well, you know, we could bring this to market. So we kind of got together and uh, brought it to market. And it's, it's the first time I was on the manufacturing side. I've always been on the retail side. But I mean, it was just awesome. I can't believe how much I loved being on this side. Like the community, like, you know, we have just like awesome community. You know, you go to these trade shows, you see these people a few times a year. Nobody yeah. lives in the same time zone, but you're yep. like great friends, you yep. know, it's just like this great <laughs> party. Um, I, I just absolutely loved it. So kidding high, we've been in business for about five years now. And then uh, about in the fourth year, as uh, we started to go, you start to grow and you just realize where you want to be. For, for me, my heart and soul has always been independence. Obviously, you know, I had my own store for 18 years. Before that, I worked at a pet store for another 10 years. My entire life is just independent wow. focus. So we just had really different directions where we wanted to go to. I want to be only independent. I, I feel like that's that's where the core of the pet industry needs to be because that's where, you know, everything's going to get vetted. You know, you're going to get the education. And the other problem was uh, sustainability. And, you know, when you first start, you had these plastic bottles and like, yeah, you know, they're recyclable. No, no big deal. And then, you know, you start researching, you're like, less than 10% of those things are getting recycled. And as you grow, you're like, oh, my God, we have a warehouse full of plastic. This is terrible. This isn't so what I wanted. Things, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, my God, what did I do? Right. You know, so all these things start happening. And uh, I just, like, really thought about if I was to do this again, what would I do? And it's always nervous to get start something new. But, you know, as I thought about it, really thought about it, I was like, this is a passion project. It's not about where I'm going to be, where I'm doing. It's just, this is, I need to be passionate about what I do. So I just started another brand. I was like, you know what? You're going to take this in a direction. You're going to take it where you want to. And I have to be true to myself and start what I'm passionate about. Like I said, it, we're in the pet industry. The environment is, it goes with pets. You know, we have to be careful with the environment. And then I started thinking about what would I have done differently? And one of the key ingredients after a few years um, was apple cider vinegar. I was like, how did I miss that? You know, and it was like, I should have used this in the beginning. And uh, we started uh, manufacturing soap with it. And the difference in the soap between just the regular uh, saponified oils and one saponified with apple cider vinegar was night and day. So I was like, you know what? I could do this. You know, I, I could do this again. And you never start from scratch. You start from experience. So it's been, the, the community has always been great to me. So I feel like, you know, everybody's just like really embrace the brand. So it's been really great. But I'm so excited about the new products. Like I said, the difference in the apple cider vinegar was just like a game changer. And then, like I said, being able to be plastic free was so important to me. And um, we're making bar soap now, uh, especially with the bar soap. We actually make bar soap and we actually donate to our local homeless shelter cool. uh, every time we make a batch of bar soap. Because when you cut bar soap, there's always the ends and like some you know ugly pieces. We just melt it together and make a new batch and donate it to our local homeless shelter. And everything we make is human grade. I mean, everything we've used, I've used it on myself, on my hair. I only use dog shampoo for the last over a year now. You I know? love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, if my dog's going to touch it, I'm going to touch it first. You know, I'm going to make sure nothing happens. My medicine is my dog's medicine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I take I take my dog's CBD. You know? That's right. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. <laughs> it's good enough for my dog. It's good enough for me. But uh yeah, it's been it's been absolutely great. Like I said, I, I love the industry. I don't think I, I can't imagine doing anything else, honestly. Well, I think it's great because when I got into my groom shop and of course got rid of all those shampoos, it was so difficult to find a truly pure shampoo. And then if I did, that could keep up with the demand that I was getting, which literally was, you know, impossible. So we use Earth Bath now. I know that there's other, you know, we buy it by the gallons and, mm -hmm. and go through it that way. 
But when I saw these dogs coming in with these skin issues, and I'm not just saying this because you're bringing this up, I see this and saw it on a regular basis and literally started to look at what I could do. And I do apple cider vinegar rinses on these dogs that have these horrible conditions. So it is, I have seen, I've had people that we've actually changed our name from being a groom shop to a Medispa because your dog is not, we're not going to ignore the skin issue and not offer solution to it. And the solution is as easy as apple cider vinegar or now a product with apple cider vinegar in it that you can use on a regular basis. So I love that. We have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about why apple cider vinegar is so amazing and what it does and these amazing products that you've created when we come back. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at CBDDogHealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health, healing naturally. We are back with Janine from Project Suds, and we're talking about the amazing benefits of apple cider vinegar, which is one of my favorites. But I know how I discovered the benefits, same reason that you did, because I was trying to help these dogs with these skin conditions. So you obviously discovered this yourself and then incorporated it into your products. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, there's tons of benefits to it. Tell our listeners what the benefits are. Why is it so amazing? The skin benefits, it's antimicrobial, antifungal. It uh, kills bad bacteria, keeps the good bacteria. Because that's a big issue is the just natural microbiome dogs have in their skin. We, it's it's a living thing that we have to keep intact. We can't just kill everything on their skin. It's a protection. The apple cider vinegar gets rid of the bad bacteria, keeps the good bacteria, uh, keeps that protection. It also... It, it eliminates odors. Uh, one of the funny things is that uh, there's an old wives' tale that used tomato juice on dogs that get skunked. And I always wondered why. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a go-to, like put tomatoes on anything that smells. But it's actually the vinegar in the tomato juice that neutralizes the odor. So it removes odors. Uh, it's one of the best cleaning products. Oh, yeah. When I when I started doing the apple cider vinegar rinses on the dogs at the groom shop, my groomers were like, how are you going to get that smell? They're not going to like the smell of their dog after the groom. And, and I'm like, it won't be there. Matter of yeah. fact, it also speeds up the drying process for some reason, which I don't really understand the chemistry of that. But I tried that too. And for whatever reason, rinsing them and not rinsing the vinegar off speeds up the drying process and you do not smell the vinegar. Right? It's just these crazy benefits that come with it. I, you know what I'm seeing in, the, in your future is a line of groom products for groom shops. Yeah, we're definitely working on it. So Good. Uh, it's uh, staying with the plastic free is is, is a hurdle uh, that we're always fighting over. Uh, we're working on making a concentrate, like a really thick concentrate for groomers that they'll dilute themselves. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to be the next product. The other benefit is uh, softening, softening water. Depending where you are, you could have hard or soft water. And if you have hard water, your hair becomes like really brittle. It actually leaves a... Uh, like uh, hard metals on your hair, makes your hair feel a little hayish, a little It also brittle. causes kidney stones. 
Yeah. It's, like it's the city of Tampa, downtown city water is so hard. And all of a sudden I've got all these dogs, you know, suffering from bladder stones, kidney stones. And finally one of them said, my vet told me that it's because our water is so hard. And I was like, huh, another thing I didn't know. Right. It's crazy. It, it's crazy what the water does to us, but it, it just for your hair, it makes it like really just kind of gross. Uh, apple cider vinegar softens it. Like you don't have to do anything to it. It, like you said, it's a rinse. People use it because it rinses off the hot water. But when it's in the shampoo, it's mixed in. It's, it takes away that extra step. You don't have to do it. It already softens the water and removes that hard water uh, awesome. minerals that are on the hair. Very cool. So what else? You have you have a whole line of products, and are you just including the apple cider vinegar in the shampoos? So yeah, the apple cider vinegar is in the shampoos, the ear cleaner our waterless bath, anything pretty much soap-based, we put apple cider vinegar in. We're coming out with some more products. Um, the apple cider vinegar, it has beneficial uh, internal properties. I just don't know about the palatability on it, though, uh, because we do want to do our, our supplements again. I don't know if we're going to put it in that, but uh, as far as externally, we pretty much put it in everything that uh, goes on top of these for a dog right now. Yeah, they don't like the taste of it too much. Yeah. But you can not, bury it in food or in a broth or treat yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you definitely like have to bury it. it yeah. It's a definitely a potent, uh, potent, yeah. So, but but topically, it's a potified, uh, we saponify oils in it. So it actually what doesn't does that have a vinegary smell. Uh, when we make, we make our soap from scratch. So uh, we take our oils, uh, we take our lye, and instead of using water, we use apple cider vinegar. And it heats up everything. The apple cider vinegar is almost cooked because it gets a really hot temperature, like, it could go up to 180 degrees. The apple cider vinegar is cooked off and it gets rid of that smell. Even our uh, unscented ones, they have like almost, it smells like a, a apple cookie almost because the apple cider is actually cooked inside. So you don't have that vinegary smell that, you know, people are a little bit nervous about. But it's it's in all our soap paste. So you've, um, how long has it been now since you've had Project Suds? Uh, over a year now. We've been doing it for over a year. What are you hearing from your customers? Oh, yeah, they love it. It's like I said, it's, it's great. And it, it's funny because our bar soap, we're really trying to push our bar soap. It's the most economical and the most eco-friendly. And, and people are a little hesitant. I know you just had Dr. Judy on there. Dr. Judy and, and Gwen have been using it on their hair, too, because I'm telling them, I'm like, you got to try it. got to try your hair. And Judy was like, I don't know, Janine. She's like, the bar soap's a little weird. But she's like, no, I love it. She's like, I've been using the bar soap. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, so I love funny. them. I love them, too. Everybody's like, every time someone goes to use it, I'm like, that's a dog shampoo, by the way. They're like, what? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, yes, they're beautiful. Your packaging is also beautiful. And tell us. What the beautiful thing that you've done where we're mixing our own things so that you're, you are living up to your goal to not use plastic. Is it one used plastic that you were using before with Kenkine? Yeah, I mean, it was just plastic bottles. You know, like everything else, it's in just plastic bottles. So now we're using uh, aluminum metal because it can be recycled indefinitely and it is recycled, unlike plastic. And then we're using glass bottles and uh, we have cardboard boxes, even down to our, our labels, our paper. Uh, you don't realize how much uh, everything is plastic. Our, our papers, uh, our labels of paper, the boxes that we put the soap in, uh, we had to put a liner. We had to get uh, a natural wax liner instead of a pa- uh, plastic liner so it could be completely biodegradable. So if you compost, you could throw it in the compost. You have absolutely no waste at the end. Awesome. 
And yeah. you're making them so that you can buy the concentrate and mix everything yourself. Oh yeah, so yeah, so we, we which I have work. all your products, but they're in another room, and I can't believe <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I usually like have them up on on behind me, but yeah. So to get rid of, uh, uh, so you have so many factors in being plastic free, right? So the cost of metal is so much more expensive than aluminum. And I want you to be at a price point that's affordable. You don't want to make something that's just like, you know, out of range for uh, for the average person. So we started to do uh, four ounce concentrates. Uh, so we're not shipping water. We're lowering the cost of the, the packaging, uh, reduce, reducing waste. And we're actually showing you what you buy. Like a lot of products, if you look at the ingredient list, if they, if they have to list, especially like a flea and tick product, if they have to list what the active ingredients are, you're buying 2% of active ingredients. You're spending 98% of that is all water. That's what you're paying for. And that's what they're shipping around. Um, it, it's crazy. I think I think this is the, the direction we're going into. I know a lot of younger people get the refill con, uh, concept. You know, you take your four ounces and you add your eight ounces of water. Now you have a completed product as well. And like I said, you have less waste. We're not shipping water. You're not paying for me to mix water. You're not paying me to ship water to you. So we're able to reduce the cost that way. That's awesome that you've thought all that out. I always like, I'm thinking to myself, what would I have done different if I were to like do it again? <laughs> the problem with what I did, I had two years I formulated my products and had two years before I could release them. So I got to like test them, work them and change everything before anybody knew I changed anything. <laughs> yeah, right. So you had a lot of experience with it. Yeah, it's funny to think back, like what would I have done differently? And like I said, it really just gave me a chance to think about like, you know, things you don't think about in the beginning and like how everything is affected. Yeah, I remember someone going, you're going to change your label like 10 times. I'm like, I am not. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like you just you know, there's things you just can't see, uh, you know, going forward in the future. But uh, the the plastic free concept was so important to me, and that's like probably the biggest hurdle. Like as far as creating new products, create new products all the time, but getting the the right packaging for it and keeping it at a cost price point like that is probably the hardest part. You know, it just like I said, it's really important to be in line so it's affordable for everybody. I don't want to make some, you know, crazy product that, you know, only certain categories of people will be willing to buy. Right. You need to be accessible to people. Well, and there's so many things that get done because that's what everyone else is doing. And I was the same way where, you know, they were like, oh, your glass bottles, you're going to have to create a box and put them in a box. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So like certain retailers didn't want to carry me because I didn't, wasn't in a box. And I'm like, I'm not going to create a wasteful box. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, not doing no it. Reason. Or they're like, oh, you're never going to be sold on Amazon because you're going to have to put it in a box. Yeah. Well, then I guess I'm never going to be sold on Amazon because <laughs> I'm not just going to create a box because Amazon breaks half the shit that they ship out yeah. or whatever it is. And it's so funny because... Now they're selling full-spectrum hemp extracts on Amazon. You can't call them full-spectrum hemp extracts. So we ordered one to see if it was actually the same product, and it came without a box. So they've, they've advanced some, <laughs> and, you know, they don't have boxes. But I'm like, why, why do we have that box? Oh, because the industry, because somebody started or maybe they had an in with a person that made a box company and said, hey, I'll put it in a box. And I don't know, but it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm glad that you questioned and changed the way things are done. Yeah, we don't have to just follow suit. Don't follow um, suit. Let's do it different. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? Just do it better. <laughs> I can't stand the fact that Amazon's selling it because it's mislabeled, like you said, right? Right. And I think it's a huge problem when they do that because people are buying something that's mislabeled, doesn't have CBD in it, and then they think it's the CBD. Oh, the CBD didn't work. I bought it from Amazon. I'm like, probably because you didn't buy CBD. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like, buy any supplements on Amazon. I just, well, especially a hemp-based uh, yeah. one because I just don't know what, I just know on on our side of the things what it's like. However, they are now doing it, but they cannot call it, uh, they can't put CBD, they can't create a real label. So literally, you have to create a whole separate label that will abide by Amazon's rules. So now we're just confusing everyone even more. Exactly. Like in the beginning, people trying to sell a product on Amazon just started to come up with their own terms like PCR. So I remember I'd be like on a podcast or speaking somewhere and someone would go, are yours PCR? And I'm like, yes, they are. <laughs> well, why doesn't your bottle say it? Because that's a made up term that people on Amazon were trying to tell you this is a hemp that, or this is CBD, but we can't say CBD. So we're going to come up with PCR, which stand for phytocannabinoid rich. Oh my God. Or I mean, I, I, I used to keep track of all the bullshit things that mm-hmm. they would call things because they weren't allowed to call it what it is. And everyone doesn't know the definitions yeah. of what yeah. everything they call CBD and CBD could be an isolate or it could be a full spectrum hemp extract. So yeah. it's so confusing. It, 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 it confuses the end user, which is annoying because, you know, we want the dogs to have the, the benefit of everything. And it's, right. you know, miseducation is not helping anyone. Nope. It's just causing more confusion. Um, I love that you own a store and I love that you support the independent retailers. They are so important. I don't know how much longer they'll be around because it's a crazy freaking world. And I don't think people understand the value of them and how the people there have done the research and, you know, vetted the products and can keep track of the products and how hard it is to get products from a distributor. Yeah, I know. I know. We have such supply chain issues now. So it's, um, I can't even imagine. I won't, I won't go through a distributor either because it's so, so much waste and breakage and problems and whatever. So I can't even imagine having to depend on them. But yeah, it is, it is true. Go to your independent retailer. Don't go to Amazon because they're going to be able to tell you what product works and why and why yeah. they vetted that product. Exactly. And they're going to be able to tell you about like your product, CBD. It's like they need, people need education on it. Why am I picking this one? Why is this one better? Exactly. Uh, how to use it. You know, they need that education behind it. So when people are comparing like your products to another product, if they're sitting next to a product that claims to do the same things your products do, what should they look out for? Read the ingredients? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100% of the ingredients. Right off the bat, just read the ingredients. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't add uh, any extras just to add things onto the labels. It's minimal. Everything's minimal. Uh, the other thing is we manufacture everything ourselves. I think there's a very minimal amount of people that are actually manufacturing things. Everything's co-packed. They're taking something that's already made and putting a different label on yep. it and making it maybe prettier and trying to call it something different. I'm going through that now because we're trying to do um, some more treats again, bring our treats back. And everybody is freeze drying. It's the same five companies that are freeze drying and supplying, every- relabeling yeah. everything. And same thing in the hemp industry. You know, the one broad spectrum supplier has got, I can't even imagine how many different people are white labeling that product. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. It's crazy. What are some of the bad ingredients that people will see like in their dog's shampoo that causes more 
issues? There's a lot of bad preservatives um, that you have to look out for. Uh, the preservatives we use is actually food-based uh, preservative. Uh, the other one is uh, certified EcoCert. Because no matter what, you need a preservative. Anything that has water, you know, just to be safe, you have to use preservative. Water just grows everything. Mm-hmm. The Anything that's concentrated without water, we don't use any preservatives. Uh, the chemicals, you really want to stay away from any um probably anything like you said this sounds like a chemical is the first ingredient it sounds like a chemical is going to if be, you're going like this poly syrup yeah it, it's it's, chem, it's a chemical it's a chemical that's going to strip your dog's natural oils it's like you know people who will use dawn dish soap on the dogs i cringe i'm like that is oh, the worst that thing was being be done at my shop when i bought it it's crazy and just you like, know what else was being done johnson's and johnson's baby shampoo that's another mis- misnomer is that they think baby shoot. They're like, oh, is it tearless? Hey, guys, Johnson & Johnson also made baby powder when they discovered in 1971 that it had asbestos in it and went ahead and let it be. And you know that it's just taken off the market like two years ago, finally. Crazy, Only right? in the United States. It's crazy. So you can still get ba- baby powder. Baby powder. So I don't know yeah. about you. I wouldn't buy any Johnson and I hope I don't get sued now. I wouldn't buy any <laughs> Johnson and Johnson products because they gave us a product with asbestos in it and told us to around yeah. our babies where they inhaled it, where they babies don't have the blood brain barrier. So do you think the shampoo is good for you? No. So yeah, I walked into my shop. They were using Dawn on uh, like Cavaliers who have super greasy ears, anybody with greasy ears, they were using Dawn because Dawn has a picture of a duck on it. So it must yeah. be safe for pets. Yeah. Bullshit. It is not safe for pets. It's not even safe for you. No. Much less. It's, it's, it, look at the color. Yeah. Blue is not a natural color. That color doesn't <laughs> exist in nature. So like every time I see it, this is an all natural product and it's that shade of blue. Hmm. Yeah, right off the bat. It's like, no, it's not. And just because it can take an oil spill off of a baby duck does not mean it's good for that baby duck. And it's absolutely not good for your pet. And then, you know, what was the other one we just said? Baby shampoo. I already went off of baby shampoo. I was like, not only did it strip the dog's hair and dry them out, it is not made for dogs. It's not for dogs and the chemicals in it shouldn't even be given to babies. Oh, it's, it's terrible. And then the tealess, everybody's like, oh, but it's, it's a baby shampoo. So tealess, they actually put, this is terrible. They put like a, a, a numbing in there. Yep. Yeah, numbing cream. That's terrible. I'm like, it's not tearless. They're numbing your baby's eyes. Like, that's just like, oh, my God. And God knows what that's made out of. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. So <laughs> that's I, like we don't have a problem with the shampoo getting in the dog's eyes at the shop because it's all natural and nothing really, you know, irritates them to the point that they're going to go home with red, squinty, or irritated yeah. eyes. Uh, that's what's so beautiful. I'd much rather have something natural in there than a made-up chemical, a synthesized yeah. chemical. Of course. So what are you like if I were to say what are your top tips for parents when they're, you know, cleaning their dogs and the products that they're putting on their dogs? What are the things that you look out for? Uh, yeah, like like you said, just stay away from anything. The, the first couple ingredients, if it's uh, a chemical, it's going to be a nasty chemical like preservative. Yeah, that's going to strip the dogs from everything. Uh, just like I said, everything's absorbed through the skin. We forget our skin is our largest organ and everything is absorbed. So we, we always think of internally, but externally, uh, it's also important to, to watch out what we put on them. You really just want to watch uh, natural shampoos. But the main difference is that 
even though there's a lot of like a Castile soap based uh, natural shampoos, the thing I found was that the the hard water, like I said, that was a big issue. Was the the hard water, if you live somewhere with a hard water, it was always leaving like a uh, like a film on your hair. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like Dr. Bronner's shampoo, yeah, the yeah. Castile soap, right? Mm-hmm. It's a popular Castile soap. I've used it before. He put out a big article about it, how you can't really use it on your hair because of the uh, because of the hot water minerals. And he talks about apple cider rinse. That's one of the things that kind of clicked awesome. too. I was like, yeah. But uh, that, like I said, as far as body wash is great, but as far as dog's hair, it doesn't really help too much. But you, yeah, like I said, you don't want any synthetics. Um, the ear cleaner, one of my biggest pet peeves is a lot of ear cleaners on the market. They use water. I hate that. Water is like the worst thing you can put in a dog's ears. Absolutely. And they're all water-based. I, or alcohol. Alcohol is a big no-no. Alcohol burns the dogs, tries the dogs out, kills the kills the natural good bacteria on the dogs. That one kills me. And does an apple cider, if we have an over uh, growth of yeast, does an apple cider vinegar kill the source of the food so the yeast balances itself yeah. out? Yeah. So that's one of my biggest... Anybody that's yeasty, apple cider vinegar is the way to go. I've put it in spray bottles and sprayed it on dogs and done foot baths and you name it. I've done everything with apple cider vinegar. I'm telling you, it's my favorite. It is. It's fantastic. It's like the cure-all. It's like, just like, just does everything. So really all you need in the world is, you know, cannabis and apple cider vinegar. And maybe some coconut oil and you're good. And so, yeah, to mix it all up together. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. But uh, what else? The, the ear cleaner, that one kills me. And then as far as the the flea and tick industry, that that drives me nuts. Me too. Right? It, it, like that, I just, the, the chemicals that they put on the dog. And what's crazy is to me, it's like, it's it's literal poison that you're putting on the dog, right? You're literally um, putting a pesticide on them yeah. and then you're kissing and hugging. And-, and Thank you. I'm like, is nobody thinking about the kids are touching it? They're absorbing it through your skin. It is a chemical. It is a pesticide. It is poison. It's I remember. Terrible. I remember, you know, my first dog and breaking up with the front line, yep. reading yep. the thing, saying, do not get this on you. And I'm like, but I'm putting it on my dog. Yeah. And I'm not supposed to get it on me. Yep. I remember, I've told this story before, I squirted it and it shot across and hit a piece of furniture and ate the finish off my piece of furniture. And I went, I'm not putting this on my dog. No, it's terrible. <laughs> I still have that piece of furniture with that stain on it from where it ate the finish off. And this is like a an antique that's been in my family for like ever. And it literally ate the finish off of it. And that's what I was supposed to put on my dog's back. Oh, it's crazy. I hate fleas and ticks, but almost rather have them than the, the unknown poison that's poisoning everything that oh. my dog touched is, and my, my dog. It's just straight poison. It's crazy. And I see so many dogs have bad reactions down to seizures and like just oh, yeah. forever seizures because of that medicine. And I'm just like, this is terrible. And then you have so many rules and regulations about what you could call uh, flea and ticks and Uh, the ingredients that are allowed to be in there and the ingredients I'm not a fan of the ingredients that they actually allow to use. I'm a huge fan of neem oil. I think neem oil is beneficial in so many ways. One of the biggest benefits is is insecticide. Uh, Organic farmers use it on their cows. I'm like, if an organic farmer could get fleas and ticks off their cow with neem oil, we could probably protect our dogs with it. (laughs) Uh, But uh, a fit for list won't allow you to use neem, which is crazy because I'm like, it works, but we're not allowed to use it. As a flea and tick? No, you can't, you can't use it and label it flea and tick. You have to make up a creative label for it to, to be in there. Fipper's list of uh, oils that you can use that are approved. Except I'm not a big fan of it. A lot of them are hot oils. Um, so 
I mean, most companies are using it in such small doses, usually it won't have, uh, you know, reverse effect. But it's just like I said, hot oils or non-effective oils. And like I said, a simple oil, just like neem oil, which is, I think, the most effective oil. Like I said, organic farmers are like, no, this is what you use. We're not allowed to use. So it's just these crazy regulations. It drives me nuts when I, when I see these products. They said, even if they're natural, uh, labeled natural, they're just, the, I don't think the oils are effective. And I think that's misleading because people are like, oh, natural stuff doesn't work. Probably because it's like I said, it's it's the, the wrong oils. At the end of the day, it's just the wrong oils that they use. It's almost like we have to create up a whole separate glossary of words because, of course, we're not allowed to say cannabis. Yeah, we're not allowed to say CBD. We're not allowed to advertise it. We're not. But I feel like we have to come up with a whole new dictionary, private little world that we follow. That if we go, okay, if we say, you know, I almost said monkey balls. <laughs> first thing that came to my mind that means <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it's, it's it is and and you think about why is that happening that is capitalism at its best yeah. that is a big old corporation that has made it a certain way so that the real thing remember all these pharmaceuticals all these products that are out are all derived from something natural but when you use the natural thing you can't be you can't patent it and become a million a billionaire but if we synthesize it and take it yeah. and change it and break it up or just take a compound out of that, we can then patent it, call it our own thing and make whatever claims. But we've got to get rid of the natural ones so that they don't compete with us. It's crazy. And it's all right? controlled from the top and everybody, including the person that says that product is safe, is involved. Yeah. Like they stopped uh, at one point in New Jersey, we couldn't sell uh, raw goat's milk. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's in several places. Oh, yeah. Like when, um, you know, my public enemy number one called the Department of Agriculture on me and sent them to my store for my salmon treats. And because hemp is not supposed to be on pet food or feed. So they came in. Florida doesn't give a shit. And they were like, could you just put it's literally you've seen my salmon treats. It's yeah. just, you know, dog on it, whatever. Could you put not for human consumption on it? Oh, my God. Yes, I can. Oh, <laughs> So yeah, it's they, crazy. They it. A few years ago, they they uh, made everybody stop using spirulina, and the reason why they were like people people are uh, using it. I forgot what the the wording was, but basically it was like it was like they were using it instead of uh, for treatment or something. And I'm like, so you're gonna make it illegal? Like, that's of course, because it, it's helping. Like, so, someone know. tell us why quarter four is down on sales. Or some yeah. some yeah. crazy lady spells, you know what I yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like that. you gotta get, get rid of that. that <laughs> you can't allow it to do that. Crazy. Well, I have to go. We're out of time. Thank you okay. so much for joining me. I am so happy that I got to chat with you again. I hope to, I get to see you again soon. So you can get all of her products on your natural dog, or you can go to projectsuds.com, right? Yeah. And that's Project Suds with a Z. With a Z, yeah. And of course, same thing on Instagram and Facebook and all those good things. Thank you, yeah. Janine. It was Thank so you. nice I having you. Thank you for sharing your brain with us. Thank you. Hope to see you soon. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. And if you want your questions answered live, make sure to call in to 252-377-4555. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and at AngelaArtolino.com. And remember, you can always sign up for a full holistic consultation at cbddoghealth.com slash consultations.
Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at mycodog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.